I'm John Wilson. Welcome to Owned and Operated. Twice a week, we talk about home service businesses. And if you're a home service entrepreneur, then this is going to be the show for you. We talk about our own business in residential plumbing, HVAC, and electric. And we also talk about business models that we just find interesting. Let's get into it. Hey, this episode is sponsored by Service Scalers. So Service Scalers is actually a brand that I've used personally with our companies for a little bit over a year now. Uh, they've helped us manage our digital advertising. Frankly, they did a lot better than our last agency. Leads went through the roof and cost per click went way down. Check out Service Scalers if you're a plumbing, HVAC, or electrical home service company. That's what they knock out of the park and they did a great job for me. Welcome back to Owned and Operated. This is our second part of the conversation with Tim Ryan, where we're breaking down the pool service business. Great in-depth Q&A, basically, on answering questions that we have on how to run a pool business. Okay, I'm trying to think what we didn't cover. So we covered a little bit about customer acquisition. We talked about hiring. We talked about retaining. For me, my big question that still stands is buy versus build. If you could go back or if you are forced once again to go into an acquire through acquisition, would you buy one of these small, I guess it's since it's small, but one of these $80,000, $100,000 books? Yeah. How much money do I have? Say you're working. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, $60,000 book. So $60,000, they trade at what, 1X? So it's a $60,000 a year revenue company. Okay. And then how much money do I have? $60,000. That's it? No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> half a million. What would you do with half a million? I would tell you, go get a job at a moving company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason I asked that in that framing is because I think a lot of first-time entrepreneurs see these businesses at these low price points and they get really excited because it's just as much money as they have, right? They might just have that 60 or 40K to go yeah. out there and buy That's it. like bread routes or no, something. That's, in- yeah, that's exactly. A- that's a mistake, in my opinion. That's uh, that's enough money to like start your own business and not be stressed out all the time. You know what I mean? That's not enough money to like go buy a business because you're just not buying a business. I think when people do that stuff, they start to imagine like they're like, "Ooh, I could get these sixty pools, and then I could hire a guy to do that, and then I can go out and I could grow it." But like, what money are you gonna grow with? What money are you gonna hire a guy with? And it's also like the learning curve. Like, it's not. You can't just jump into businesses and run them if you don't know what's going on in them, especially at that size. Like if you're buying a 60 pool route, like that customer is going to ask you why his motor's not working. And if you don't know, they're going to not like you. Like that's because you're, you're not doing your job. You're supposed to know why my pool's green. And yeah, no way would I buy something at that size with all my money. What's an attractive size? An attractive size would probably be where there's at least like one or two layers in between you, about probably two layers in between you and the customer already. So that's not that big a deal. So is that like a service manager and a call taker? Or is that like a technician and a call taker? At the point where you have an office manager running everything because too many things are going on, then that's probably like an okay size to buy. Okay. Because at that point, that's all processes and SOPs and like better software. You're no, at that size, you're no longer solving like field issues. You're solving like business issues. And if you're wanting to be an ETA, like, I think what most guys, when they want to buy a business, they're imagining wanting to solve business problems. They're not imagining cleaning pools. Yeah. We joke about this a lot because in Jack's Mm. first week, he was like fixing furnaces. Yeah. I think that's the reality for any Mm. business, not just pools of like, if you're buying it under 5 million in revenue, 
and you're not a subject matter expert, like you will have to become one. You have a year and a lot of pain and like 90 hour weeks sometimes. Yeah. You done a 90 hour week, Jack? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was a yeah. time when I was running by, like I said, with, without any text where I was waking up at 4 a.m. to get paperwork yeah. done, run all day and then go do paperwork. Dude, I didn't see my daughter for three months one year. Yeah. That's a little dramatic. That's, but that's what it felt like. I was leaving. Yeah. She was two at the time and I would leave the house at five before she woke up and I would get yeah. to the house at nine after she went to bed. And there was like, like a good stretch there where I'm like, I'm not getting, my wife was pissed about it. Yeah. She's yeah. not happy about this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that continues to happen. I think I've talked about it here, but like our business is a little bit larger and like I just had to do that for like four or five months. I woke up at five, worked till seven, took the kids to school, eight to five, played with the kids for two hours, and then seven to 11, and then did it again for four months. It was crazy. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. But I think that's all to like, what's the problem that you're solving? And I think at any point, yeah, people want to be solving business problems. Or the other way to say it, which I see a lot, maybe less now, but I used to see it a lot. And it's like, hey, man, I'm a finance guy. Like, I'm the finance guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool, dude. Sweet. He's like, yeah, I'm the finance guy. So I'm looking at this million dollar plumbing company. I'm like, a a million dollar plumbing company doesn't need a finance guy. Like, what are you going to do with your time? It's almost disrespectful. It's like, you're like, I'm so much smarter than that dude. And this is what I like. That guy is probably smart enough to know that he should be doing better customer service. Yeah. Or he should be like doing his books a little better. Or like, he could probably do his marketing a little better or like install that new CRM. But that guy is working so much in his business. Yeah. That he just doesn't have time to do all the things he knows how to do. It's not that he's dumb. Like, these guys aren't dumb. Like, he built a million-dollar plumbing company from scratch. Like, that's not a dumb person. Like, you're not going to come yeah. in with, like, this new profound knowledge and, like... Yeah. Like... He is a finance guy. He's a finance guy. <laughs> but, like, if not, I do think it's, like, when you're in a corporate world and making a lot of money doing finance or something, like, quotation sophisticated, that you do look at, like, a thing like a pool cleaning company or a plumbing company, and you're, like, you feel like you do have this, like, call it, like, you think your college business degree is going to come into play. It's just not. Dude. Like, yeah. it's like how your tan and how much you can suffer is going to come into play. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- I think it's hard to understand until you're in it. Because okay. I, I think it's hard to conceptualize the fact that you're going to be cleaning pools. I try to tell everybody that when they talk about plumbing. I'm like, yeah, I want to buy a plumbing company. I'm the finance guy. I'm like, at one, have you ever talked to a plumber? Like actual question. Have you ever spoken with a plumber? And two, like, do you know how to drive a truck? Because you will have to. And three, what's a channel lock? Like, <laughs> what's a channel lock, man? I'm what's telling a you, channel lock? I'm stealing Dude, that's that such one. a good question. It's a good question. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm glad you phrased it that way, though, where you didn't give us a number. You actually just gave us a, a kind of model because we run into that a lot, too, in HVAC and plumbing is people see the $1 million. Oh, once I get to this range, I'm ready. Like, that's a viable business at this multiple. And reality, right, you can make, you can run, hustle and run a hundred routes yourself and make, you know, $80,000. Or like we talked about that step up mechanism, you could have an office manager in place and a service tech in place and you can still make that same 80000 But the, the net is going to be so much lower in the take home at the end of the day that realistically you should be buying that smaller net business than the bigger net business where you're just buying a job. So I, long-winded, I, I appreciate that response because we run into that a lot more than I Yeah, I get DMs from guys wanting to buy pool companies like every week. So yeah, I, I anticipate that's going to increase. Yeah, I think so. It's interesting. 
It's route based. Um, Easy to wrap your head around. Because I yeah. think, especially, you know, it's the cycle, right? Vets, HVAC, plumbing, roofing's having a moment. Pool cleaning seems to be about to have a moment, which is sick. That's cool. But yeah, I, I would imagine it becomes like the hot chick at the bar. Like 2024, pool companies, the hot chick at the bar. I think these sweaty businesses are the hot chick at the bar right now. Before I got on Twitter, I didn't think what I had done was cool. Same. Yeah. I was like, I built a couple of pool companies. Like, I what, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I got on Twitter and people were like, wow, you're an entrepreneur. You built a pool company. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I'm thinking about buying a business. And then that was my first time. I was like, why? You're buying it? Well, just start a business. Like, why would you buy a business? And then, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it is having a mo- I wonder how long it lasts. It seems to be getting more mainstream, like more and more. Or maybe that's just the content that I'm consuming. But it's almost I, yeah, I, like. I think it's just Twitter. Or Cody Sanchez is a big one. I've seen it pop up on TikTok and stuff too now. Yeah, I saw I've seen it on other mediums from like very young people, like 1920, like starting their, what do I see? Power washing or Power washing, Christmas lights, lights. Maid service, yeah. It seems like it's like capturing steam. Well, what, what captured you, John? Or Jack? Yeah, Jack. Oh, that's a good one. What captured me... Was, I mean, you've heard my backstory. I was telling you before this, I've always been entrepreneurial, not necessarily in the sweaty trades, but what brought me into the sweaty trades, specifically HVAC plumbing and HVAC first was my belief in 2022 was that a recession was on the, the horizon. And so I said, what company is going to be the most recession resistant? And that was HVAC. Rapid HVAC seat, Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, there you go. And now we're doing plumbing. Same thing. I love plumbing. I wish if I could go back, I'd, I'd go plumbing first and then HVAC. Plumbing just like so smooth. Check, 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 I'd check, go check, pest check, control. Check, <laughs> right. Pest <laughs> control would be a great one. You know, yeah. my fear is if I end up getting back in the field, I'm not knocking doors. Oh my gosh. My anxiety goes to the roof just thinking of, I'm not personable. Like, yeah. If you like what we talk about on our social media, on Twitter, on this podcast, then you should be signed up for our newsletter. Go to ownedandoperated.com where every Friday, we break down our business, we break down insights, things we're learning, things we're working on, and it's good stuff. Check it out, ownedandoperated.com. And then, yeah, I mean, mine was multi-generation family is how we ended up in it. But I agree, I did not think what I was doing was cool. I had never heard of another individual that was buying plumbing and HVAC companies except for myself until I joined Twitter in 2020. I had never heard of that. And then, like, I, you get exposed to Twitter, and it's like the hot chick at the bar for two years. Plumbing HVC. It was like, what the heck? This is, like, what? I've been living this life for a decade. You people are interested in this? I'm jealous of you, man. I didn't inherit it. I bought it. But it definitely was a leg up. It's easier than starting from scratch, for sure. I know Chris Hoffman's background is, I, did he inherit it or did he buy his business? He bought it. He bought it? Okay. Like, But also, like, to buy a business, it's already working. Like, totally. And Chris came in at a magical moment. And I did. So Chris came in. It's not talked about very often, but it seems like it's starting to happen in pools from what you're telling me. But like 2014 was as disruptive to plumbing and HVAC as like Uber to taxis or like the freaking internet being invented. Like it was wild where if you were there at that time, today you have a massive competitive advantage. Google reviews, what's your CRM, how fast did you get tech enabled or tech driven, 
because those are the companies that are at scale now. Like it was very rare a decade ago to have a hundred truck business. There was maybe 10 in the country. Now, like I'm one and I'm not a very, like, I'm not amazing. So it, it's somewhat common now to have this at scale business. But Chris, he bought his business when they were already doing 10 million of revenue. So they were already at some level of scale at the most disruptive point in the trade since like where where did he get the money to buy his parents business i didn't ask maybe sba maybe seller i did mine a combination of cash and seller note not to mention that both of you are in this kind of area too geographical right so the whole midwest post 2008 saw an absolute explosion i know when we were doing resident uh, real estate about 2012 13 they were building like crazy in this area and renting them out so, I mean, you had a big influx of people to... We're the opposite. Our population's shrinking. But Columbus is doing what you're describing. I'm talking Ohio in general. Yeah, Ohio in general, <laughs> yeah. We actually, it was a tan, It was a real risk in our business. And in 2020, we had to make strategic decisions to get out of it because the population of the city that we used to be headquartered in had dropped by like 30% over the course of a decade. Like, it was wild. So like there was nobody there anymore. That was one of the reasons we went on an acquisition spree in 2021 is to de-risk our customer pool and, and it ended up pool. working, which is pool. Yeah. I'm trying to think <laughs> what else I want to know about pool service. How would you rate it? What did we rate it? Dog, it was like a three or a four probably. I think it was like, a three we were and like, a this five. Is Whoa, what's the scale? Uh, so it's one to 10. Okay. Like difficulty to start. And so Difficult. usually the things oh, yeah. that we care about is like money's a big one, right? Like, do I have to spend a half a million dollars to start this or 20 grand? Like a septic company or something has a high asset value. Yeah. So that, that's obviously going to be more complicated or how specialized is the skill set for hiring people? How hard are new clients to get? So that's usually the things that we want. All right. Okay. And 10 is really hard or 10, 10 is like- 10's crazy, crazy hard. Should... Yeah. Okay, 10 okay. crazy hard. One is like, like an aerospace company where you yeah. and really high level skill. And lots I think of the money. highest we've done was like seven and it was probably a very high CapEx business. I would probably say pool care is probably a one to start. Like it's so easy. Yeah. It's not that it's easy, but it's forgiving. The equipment cost isn't that much. You can BS your way through it. It's yeah. not, you're not going to like, I, I imagine this, like what happens if you mess up repairing like an AC, like if you're BSing your good. way through that, yeah, it's, it's not, not good. good. Yeah. If I mess up cleaning a pool, yeah, the chlorine's higher. Yeah. Maybe there's some algae, and like they go hire another guy because like they're not, yeah. like, it's just like I BS my way through it. That was something that came up in a DM today. Somebody was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about buying a plumbing company or buying a concrete company," and my response, like the concrete company did foundation pouring for new houses, mm -hmm. and the response was, "What's the cost of a callback? Like the oh, cost yeah. of a callback on a foundation is probably fifteen thousand dollars. The cost of on a of a callback on me, like doing a plumbing repair wrong is like a couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand if it really went bad. Or they're, unless they're doing houses, then it's bad. Yeah. Then, yeah. That's bad. But yeah, it's easy. Like, yeah. Okay. And one pulls out of a Prius. Did you really? Yeah. So awesome. like six months. Hey, talk about I, low cogs though. Good efficiency on gas. Yeah. yeah. How do you recommend people like learning the technical side of pools? If this is something they're interested in doing? Like, where do they get that knowledge? Well, are you imagine like a finance guy, like going out to start his own? Like, what do you, who you imagine this person is? Some scrappy 
20 23 year old six year old yeah. human that's like ready to do something he's like, working at a moving company he's trying to figure out what yeah, he wants to do with his at life a moving company maybe right, his right. name's tim you know half mexican know. working at pandic <laughs> yeah uh to learn just get a job in the industry like you're not if you're yeah. 23 you're probably not making that much money like you're probably you could probably transition yeah i think working for a company is the best way to learn it if you're working for a company and you're just paying attention like that's the best way to learn it how quick do you think you learn like two months, uh, you, three could, months? I, you could teach it i could learn how to clean pool teach somebody how to clean pools in two weeks like that part's easy the part of this is the tricky part is if we, for most of your new customers they're not coming to you with a good pool they're probably coming to you with the problem and uh, sure. it's your job to solve the problem to earn the right to clean the pool to learn that side of it that might take six months a year of yeah. you just doing it but i mean you could also just find a mentor right so like i actually there's a guy in san antonio who he did this and he actually worked for me a long time ago and then like a year later decided to start his own but he just calls me when he gets stuck he's like dude this pool's green how much chemicals should i put in it and i'll be like do this and this and then magically it goes away and then he learned he's paying attention so like he just you can you could do that you could just find a mentor yeah i'm imagining like youtube classes is that a thing it's probably something yeah but it's not they're not that great okay what's out there Right. Yeah, it's so I mean, not good enough to like really build off of. Because every situation is so unique. You could degreen a pool one way and go to the exact same pool the next year when it's green again, and not, the degreen doesn't work for whatever reason. And you're like, why? Yeah, like, sure. why is this not working? It's like this year. I mean, the the chemist. Like, think about all the things that can dissolve inside of water. Oh yeah. I actually, when I talk to customers, like we're more like doctors. So like, I'm gonna give you. We're gonna start the most likely reason that this pool's green and not, and we're yeah. gonna fix it. And if that doesn't work, we're going to do the next thing on the list. And if that doesn't work, we're going to do the next thing on the list. And it's yeah. just like you go down that list. And that list is, was just built over doing it for such a long time. Yeah, that makes sense. Man, this was awesome. I feel like this really flushed out pool service to me. I want to start doing this with all the other business models we do. Of like yeah. us just totally <laughs> bullshitting our way through what we think it is. And then having somebody that actually <clears throat> knows what they're talking about come on and be like, yeah, sort of. You know <laughs> In lieu of this episode, what I've been chewing on, you remember that one episode we did where we were doing this model on like a catering company for private jets? Yes, yes. And that's all I could think about. We need to get somebody on who does catering for private that jets. That actually knows what the hell Actually knows what the hell it is. Yeah. Because it's so niche. What a fun business to try. It was a really interesting business. Sometimes I think back to the Gum Blasters one mm -hmm. of like that company that like steamed gum off sidewalks or something that was crazy it was like a niche pressure washing kind of company i saw the most niche business i've ever seen well maybe that's not true but i saw one was it's emergency skunk services so if your pet gets oh sprayed by a skunk they'll drive out and they'll bathe it de-skunk it and give it back to you and they found it their dog got sprayed by a skunk while we were at their house and they were like what do we do like we can't bring it inside we can't yeah. like and so they like Googled it and that guy came up and he like, yeah, he was called the skunk master. Oh my gosh. I have never thought about that being a professionalized service. There's so many great ones out there. Oh my God. That's fun. Cool, man. Thanks for coming on today. This yeah, was we a really lot of appreciate fun. It. Thanks for walking yeah. us through the pool business, correcting us. But th yeah, this was a good time, man. Appreciate you coming on cool. today. How many, how many listeners you get? Each episode gets a few thousand in the first week. Yeah. Can, can I shout out my Twitter handle? I was just going to ask you, where where can we find you? <laughs> yeah, where can people find you if they want to get to know more? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Kinsey's Pool Boy, K-E-N-Z-I-E, Kinsey's Pool Boy. And don't come to that, that handle to learn about pools, that handle. 
<laughs> I don't tweet about pools hardly ever. Yeah, so, uh, anything but pools. Yeah. Well, no, it's probably fifty percent pools. Software now. Yeah. Software. Software. I make a lot of jokes. I was chugging a bottle of wine in a short amount of time for uh, dry January. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> about yeah. right. Thanks for coming on today. This was a bunch of fun. Thanks for joining us. Hey, man. Thanks. Bye. Okay, that wrapped up our second part with Tim Ryan on the pool business. Make sure you check out the original episode. I want to say it was about a month ago where we broke down what we thought the pool service business was like, and Tim came on and helped steer us straight. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to Owned and Operated, the podcast for home service entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at, at Wilson Companies. I'll see you next time.